Hi everyone, this is Tim Martinez, Impact Healthcare's uh, co-founder and CEO. I'm happy to share with you all that I'll be conducting a weekly interview style employee spotlight uh, so that we can all get to know each other a little bit better and hear directly from the amazing people that make up this organization. I'm excited to, to, to do these interviews and I hope uh, you enjoy them. This week's spotlight is on Lynn Reisberg, four-year MPEC veteran and Chicagoland nurse practitioner. Let's get to know Lynn. What's up, Lynn? Hi, how's it going? Sorry. <laughs> How you been? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for taking the time. Um, first of all, um, I know it's been crazy the last couple of years with COVID and everything. So I want to take this opportunity to thank you personally for being a part of the impact team and continue to row the boat and provide care to the patients that, uh, that we have the privilege to care for. So I really appreciate your contributions. And so thank you. Oh, absolutely. My pleasure. Good. All right. Awesome. All right. So now we're going to dive into my really, really hard charging questions for you. <laughs> I know it's, it's been a while for you over four years now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So if you can think back to the beginning, um, what was it about the process and about MPAC that, that brought you here in the first place? I think, well, one, when I had my interview and met the other NPs when I was initially, when I sort of met Shauna at Lutheran Home and she gave me like a quick rundown of what MPAC is about. And it just sort of aligned with how I think I saw myself practicing as an NP because I didn't know what that looked like initially. Cause it's so hard once you're in school, you have, you know, so many options. Um, and you were a new NP coming out. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was actually a little nervous because Shauna was like, there is a steep learning curve initially. And I mean, there is anytime you go from school to like then a clinical position, it is, it's kind of just like, Ooh. Yep. um, but she was like, you know, give it a try. You know, there's tons of support, all, you know, all that good stuff. And so, um, I think it was, I never imagined in a thousand, in a million years that I'd be working in nursing homes. Yep. Um, if you would have asked me in a hospital, I mean, it's like sort of a joke, like, oh my gosh, no. And now I don't think I would practice anywhere else. Wow. Because I really do love the patient population. If you work in a hospital, especially being a nurse, you have this acute care experience, but you don't understand what the post-acute care world looks like. And so initially it was definitely really scary, but then once it's kind of nice, I don't have a clinic schedule. I, you have a captive audience. Um, there's a lot of support in these nursing homes, obviously pre COVID there was a ton of family involvement, yep. um, and opportunities to learn a ton, grow a ton, and to also have, you know, have lasting relationships with some of these people or make these six degrees of separation that really just like, Oh, you know, you keep close to your heart that you do that you, I, I absolutely love it now. I love, I love working in facilities, which is, you know, weird to say, but um, <laughs> I think it was the setting initially that I was kind of like turned off to. Yeah. And then once I met the other providers and the nurses and you sort of, you know, how facilities work in and out, it's a lot of fun. And I, I like it. It's challenging. And so I, you know, appreciate the, appreciate the opportunity to be able to take care of these people. So that's, that's amazing. I, I oftentimes hear, I never would have thought I'd be working <laughs> yeah. in the setting. Right. I hear that. Yeah. I hear that quite a bit. And yeah. early on our pitch was 
if you've been in the hospital setting, which most of our NPs have been, yes, yeah, you've seen these patients come through your ER, yes, hit, hit your ICU floors, right? Go yes. through every department of your hospital. You've 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 seen them. For you sure. can now be part of the change by actually coming to them and yes. doing more proactive, more preventative, treating them in place, and making their lives better and the system better as a whole. So For I sure. think. I think once, once it's put that way, then people who are typically like nursing homes, no way are like, Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. I can actually change the flow of healthcare and, and, and make it better. Um, yes. yeah. I also oftentimes hear, especially NPs say, man, all the bad times I bad mouth the nurses at a nursing home. I feel so bad with oh what they I have to never, deal I with. Never, <laughs> I could never work as a nurse in a nursing home, seriously, because they, it's tough. I couldn't even imagine having 10 patients, let alone like 15 or 20. And, you know, especially in this healthcare climate now, yeah. you know, um, providing service to all these patients is crazy. It really is there. Yeah. It's definitely a, a, like a team effort. Absolutely. No. So I, I, I love the fact that, you know, not unlike a lot of your peers, skilled nursing, no way. Now I'm, sh I'm shocked, pleasantly surprised to hear you say I wouldn't practice anywhere else. I know. Now it's it, it is. It's crazy. It's, it's uh, a total change, but I like it. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. Well, along those kind of similar lines, um, would you be willing to share an experience with everyone? Um something that's been meaningful for you, you know, a patient interaction or family interaction, something that's transpired. You know, you've been at Impact now for four years and you've obviously seen um, tons and tons of patients. Yeah. So something that's kind of near and dear to you, to, to you. I think, so the one thing that I do love about working in nursing homes and working with MPAC in general is the sort of that freedom to be able to provide, you know, this like medical care to patients, but also to go on the other end of it and to have goals of care conversations with patients and, um, because there's not time to do it in the hospital, especially, and it's not the greatest setting you're having this acute problem, but like, let's talk about when you die or, you know, yeah. you are dying. Um, notoriously yeah. hospitals aren't great at yep. doing that. And so this is the perfect setting for that. So I do really enjoy having those advanced care planning meetings. Um, and so I think, let me just try and think really quick. Sorry. My mind is going crazy right now. Um, I was going to say they don't, when you're, when you're studying and you're reading stuff in the book, they don't prepare you for like people banging on your door and like you getting pulled in different directions. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. No, I'm just like, let me quiet my brain for a second. Um, <laughs> so I think the most recent, I actually, so the one that sticks out to me in, in general, or the, I guess this sort of this most recent one that I've got at this patient now, he um, was a young guy vaccinated, but got hit with really, really bad COVID was one of those guys, one of the people that we heard about, you know, had strokes as a result of, and was really um, spent a very long time in the hospital, has really come a long way, came here for subacute rehab, obviously, mm -hmm. uh, but wasn't speaking, wasn't moving, um, G-tube fed, all that stuff. And his, I mean, he's young, he's got young kids. And so his wife is really motivated to try to help him uh. get to where he can, you know, like his best self basically. And so, um, just the past two weeks, we've been working with speech to try and get him swallowing because he'd been showing more interest in food and the therapy here is amazing. And so they've been 
really great about getting him moving. He's moving all of his extremities now. It's just sort of this really beautiful thing to experience um, from in the hospital. The neurologist told her, and especially with brains, he was like, I can't tell you what he's going to be like in a month, two months, three months. And I mean, I was just talking to speech therapy about how we're getting him evaluated by GI to remove his G2 because he's tolerating PO and taking so much that he's able to sustain his, you know, weight and metabolic needs. Um, so I think it's stuff like that being able to, because again, in a hospital, you only see, oh, this guy's a vegetable, you know, oh, he's not, you know, he, it's sad, these sad stories. And then we get them here where he's made, you know, he's come leaps and bounds. He's done really well. Um, it's nice to be able to support the family and support the patient throughout this whole thing. Um, and especially with these COVID patients where family hasn't really either been allowed in the hospital or even in facilities now we're allowing residents to come and everybody's doing so much better because they have the family support. I mean, that is just an invaluable resource that if, you know, people have, they use it, his family's there all the time, um, helping him get better and it is getting better. And so it's nice. And it's really sort of a motivation, um, and I just, you know, to remain positive at that sort of thing, to let his wife know, I know this is a really small accomplishment, but he's doing, this is, you have to think about where his body was and where yeah. he was just a couple months. So I think it's, for, for me, it's that patient right now that's sort of getting me through all the other kind of, you know, not so great stuff that can happen in healthcare. Um, but yeah. it's that, that I'm like, oh yes, this is, you know, I hold on to that, so. That's awesome. Well, hopefully, yeah. hopefully he gets to, you know, maybe eventually walk out of there and. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was like those stories. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. All right. Um, I have one, one more question for you and then I'll let you off the hook and let you answer all those, <laughs> all those knocks on the door that you're getting. <laughs> I know. All right. So it's, as I mentioned, it's been four years now. Um, half of that under the COVID cloud. So probably pretty much pretty, pretty wild ride. Um, fair to say, um, what keeps you at MPAC? Well, first it's, it's the company. I love MPAC as a whole. I just, um, like I said, from like jump street from my initial interview, I was like this company, I just could feel it. I was like, this is, it it would, it's, it's going to be a good fit. And, um, I sort of like the fact that, I'm the only person in my facility. It's an autonomous role that I never really thought that I would want or that I, and I have this amazing role now and I absolutely love it. Um, But I do know that, I mean, my boss, my, anyone is just like a phone call or a text away. So it doesn't, there's not a disconnect of like, oh, I'm alone at this facility. Um, I don't have anybody to reach out to that sort of thing. I mean, there's literally, I can, I call Shauna at all times during the day and things and, (laughs) Um, so it's that, it's that togetherness that I, that I feel, but also being like allowed to be autonomous in this role. Um, and I think it's just kind of like the, the trust that the company has in me and the other providers to, um, you know, just, it sounds silly, but to do your job and not to be like, well, let me, you know, tell me what you did X, Y, and Z, you know, it's our responsibility as adults and providers to, make and form these relationships with the facility and the people at the facility um, while also, you know, still having support 
hundred percent. I mean, I'm sure if I texted you on any given day, you would respond, you know, it's, it's that access to, to help and support that, um, that I love, but it's not, you know, <laughs> overbearing. I don't Yeah. Sorry. It's not overbearing. <laughs> yeah. It's not big brother, like punch in yes. and punch out. That's, that's exactly, exactly. The, the environment we wanted to create, right? We're all professionals. Yes. Um, work is important, but it's not the only thing in our lives. For so sure. that flexibility and that trust as professionals and like, let's all go do our job, do it with a smile. Yes. Yeah. Have yeah, fun. Yeah. Yeah. Serious, yeah. serious business, serious work, but we can still yeah. have fun. Um, so good. Yeah. Yeah. Good. That's, that's awesome. And I know for you in particular, I think you started full time and then started yeah. having a family and kind of adjusting yeah. the schedule. So yeah. it's been awesome to see, right. That, that you can still practice, right. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And so, then I have, yes. And then I have like the support that it was like, we'll make it work. It always, I mean, you know, like what doesn't bend break. So it's like, you have to have that flexibility. Yeah. Um, and I'm just grateful, you know, that I do have the opportunity and that ability to, to work in the capacity that I work at without having to sort of sacrifice other parts of my life, which obviously, like you said, you know, work isn't everything. So great. I appreciate yeah. That. yeah. Yeah. We all have to work. Um, and, and if it's, mean, and if it's meaningful, all the better, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, for sure. but you know, there, there is life out there and that's <laughs> cool. Well, I hope everything's well with your family. I really appreciate you taking the time and yeah, sharing your, your experiences with me. You are officially now off the hook. Woo, woo. See, I said, but I have my MPAC hoodie. I thought I, I, I thought I saw that folded underneath. That <laughs> was going to mention I it. Live in it. But yeah, I do. I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, great seeing you. Thanks again. Yeah, you too, Tim. Thanks so much. <laughs> Bye. Bye.